Today's guest is homeopath and massage therapist Ayesha Beckman here in Australia. Ayesha was born in Sydney to German parents and then she lived in Germany from ages 10 till 28 and then moved back to Australia in 2001, which is where she still resides today. Ayesha uses many different prescribing techniques in her clinic, including Rajan Sankran sensation method, body chemistry, rebalancing and so much more. Ayesha also recently reached out to me to be a reseller of our unique homeopathy kits, which we produce in my clinic. So if you're in Grafton, New South Wales, get in touch with Ayesha to purchase one of our kits. You can also book a consultation with her and she also does massage therapy. So visit www.ayeshabeckman.com.au. That's A-Y-E-S-H-A-B-E-C-K-M-A-N.com.au. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to speak with the lovely Ayesha Beckman in New South Wales here in Australia. Welcome, Ayesha. Thank you, Eugenie. It's so nice to be on your podcast. <laughs> I know you've been listening for a while and you've also been a really amazing supporter of my business. So thank you so much. I know you purchased heaps of kits to sell to your clients. So thank you very much for all the support. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yes, they sell like, what do you call it? Um, hotcakes. <laughs> hotcakes, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about how you first discovered homeopathy. Well, I grew up in Germany and it was interesting because it was sort of part of my outer kind of experience to have like a homeopathic pharmacy on the corner of my street and my GP would have little bottles lined up and he'd say, put out your hand and he'd put some little pillules in my hand. But I didn't really know what the word homeopathy meant or what it what this these little pillules were about. And then when I was sort of in my 20s, I was interested in aromatherapy and I found a book about homeopathy and used it sort of just for colds and coughs and little things like that. So that was sort of the start. And then in 2000, when my first daughter was born, that's when I decided to um, see a pediatrician who was anti-vax. Mm. And she used homeopathy and pharmaceuticals. So this was in Germany, in Berlin. I would travel an hour to see her from the suburb I was living in because I really felt drawn to the way she worked. And then when my daughter was a year old, we moved back to Australia where I was born. And I decided, well, there wasn't a homeopathic pediatrician so I had to decide. And for me, it was a choiceless choice. Mm. It had to be homeopathy. Mm. Yes. Did and, you find um, it easy enough to find a homeopath? Yes. Yes. I moved to um, Malani. There was a homeopath there. And then a few years later, when I moved to Bellingen, she recommended another homeopath who studied with her. So I feel that it was easy enough to find good homeopaths. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the second homeopath really inspired me to study homeopathy, but the first one was actually where I had sort of my big aha moment in homeopathy. 
So when my daughter was about two or three years old, she had a really bad urinary tract infection. And it was like so bad that she would be screaming with pain every time she was on the toilet to do a wee. And it's really hard to see as a mother Mm -hmm. to see your child in pain, in that much pain. And so I took her straight away to the homeopath and the homeopath gave her sarsaparilla one dose and straight away she went straight away to the toilet and weed without pain. Mm. And it was for me, it was like a miracle. That was like, wow, just straight away. I could not believe it. Mm. So that really. I I often think that's uh, teething and urinary tract infections and croup. I think I like the top Mm. three things. It's Mm. almost impossible not to have incredible results with those three. I think there's so many people that have been converted to homeopathy with those three. It's nothing like a screaming baby from teething. And then also that pain and UTIs, you get it so often in little kitties. And then of course, croup, that's so, you know, the whole house is up if there's a child with croup in the house and homeopathy works so fast in those three instances. It really can seem like magic. Mm, exactly mm. exactly and mm. so where and whereabouts did you study homeopathy well then this homeopath in Bellingen she said why don't you study homeopathy sort of at a stage in my life where I wanted to do something new I'd studied admin before that was not something I wanted to continue doing in my life and I inquired about it and there was a college half an hour away half an hour away Mm. and I went there and I thought I'll study by distance because my daughter was still quite young and fortunately there was a homeopath student at the reception and she said please please anything else study by distance but please come and study homeopathy here because we have a teacher that teaches the sensation method and you will not regret it Uh And I did, and it was the best thing ever. It was so good. It felt like vibrant and so like it really got me Mm, excited uh, and what you call it ignited my passion about about homeopathy. Mm. Yes, yes, amazing. That's incredible to Mm. get taught about sensation method in your first introduction to homeopathy because most people actually get taught that post grad. We actually had a lecturer who was really passionate about that and taught that as well. But that's pretty amazing that you got to learn that as part of your studies. Mm. So you already had that background because that way of questioning is actually really useful. Hey, exactly, exactly. It makes you a good case taker, I think. Exactly. And I think it also helped that my mother always talked a lot and you couldn't get a word in. So I'm a very good listener. (laughs) And you also do massage therapy, right? That's correct. Yes. And sometimes you probably get a talker on the table. So you have to be good good at listening. Mm. Yes. And also it really helps because I can feel all the tension and stress in the body. And then I say, it seems like there's a lot of stress stuck in your body, then I can say, well, it seems like the massage is not really getting to the deepest part. Mm -hmm. Homeopathy could help with that. 
So that's a really, really good balance to have because ideally we only see patients twice, one for the initial consultation, one for the follow-up, and then they've got their constitutional remedy and don't have to come maybe for a few years. So So, uh, what other prescribing methods do you use in your clinic? I know you like to draw on a lot of, on a variety of different things. What sort of tools do you use? So I like the, of course, the sensation method is close to my heart because that's what I sort of started out with. I also use the plant method with Mikhail Yakir. Mm -hmm. So I've got her big book and use that as well in conjunction with the sensation method. I also use the detox or the body chemistry Mm -hmm. rebalance method from Ton Johnson. And I integrate that with the gut flora, the bowel nosodes as well. So um, especially over Christmas, New Year, with a lot of black stuff, the fresh and use a lot of the, you know, something to detox themselves. So Mm. it's been a big, um, a big seller in my clinic. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. Mm. And you are in quite a small country town from what I understand. Is it hard to find clients over there or how do you keep your practice going? Well, as I said, I see massage patients as well, but also I have a really good sort of, I would call it a homeopathic community or tribe. We have Rachel from the Heart and Soul Cafe who also came on your podcast as a home prescriber. Mm -hmm. And she has been sending me a lot of her friends and people that that work for her or Mm -hmm. she always says, go and see Aisha or here's a homeopathic remedy. If it helps, then maybe you want to go a step further and find your constitutional remedy Mm. and so she's been a great sort of promoter for me my husband has always been a very good promoter for me as well he's a tennis coach so any kind of (laughs) physical injury (laughs) he sends to me and also I have a friend that is a truth activist in Pottsville Mm. and my husband was listening to his telegram page and he had an eye infection that just got worse and worse and he was really afraid to lose his eyesight and Mm. my husband said oh my wife can help you with that and he did he contacted me and we did a consultation over zoom and I sent him the remedy and he got better and so then he recommended me to his 100,000 followers and now I have a lot of Zoom consultations from all over Australia. (laughs) That's incredible. Yes, yes. Far out. And yeah, you guys really do have a very good tribe there. I really hope I can make it over there sometime and go visit Rachel's Cafe and one of your study groups. Tell us a little bit about that because I'm so jealous that you get to, I mean, not actually jealous. I'm actually really incredibly happy for you. But we really need to get that going here in Perth where we get together in person a bit more. And that's I love that mm. you ladies are doing that. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how it got started and what it, what do you do in your study groups? Yeah, so first of all, Rachel was wanting to promote homeopathy in our community. And so she has invited people into the cafe, friends and people she knows that might be interested and invited me to talk about myself and then 
we talked about homeopathy and then she invited people into her home and we looked, watched your video about first Aww. aid homeopathy. And then from there, she's now studying homeopathy and other clients that are really inspired by having a homeopathic consultation also said, we want to study homeopathy. And so we all get together and talk about acute prescribing and constitutional prescribing and homeopathy for fertility, homeopathy for dementia or Alzheimer's, all these things and successes and failures, anything is can be brought up and it's really vibrant and really good to get together with others that are as passionate about homeopathy as I am. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. There's really something so special about getting a community together. Mm. It's really, really lovely. There's just those two get-togethers we had last year with the podcast party and then the launch of that of Theatre Home Introduction video. And we had a hundred people at each time and it's powerful seeing all these mums with their little kitties, these little homeo babies that are being raised with such mm. strong constitutions. It gets me really mm. excited. And seeing people having their way, their choice, their life choices validated by others who are similar. It's really nice because I have a lot of clients who get a hard time from their husband, their parents-in-law, even their own family, their mum, their sisters, their friends for using homeopathy and it can feel extremely isolating and you can really start doubting yourself is what I'm doing the right thing it's really hard when you get put down the whole time and your choices your private health choices get questioned on a constant basis by the people that are closest to you that should be supporting you and so getting together in a group of like-minded people it's really important for our own mental health <laughs> and to learn from each other and to actually have your choices validated and go, hey, it's actually fine. My kids are 11 and 8 and they're still alive and they've only ever had homeopathy. <laughs> so just seeing that there are other people out there making the same choices as you, I think can be very validating and empowering. Yes, yeah. we had a big get together on New Year's Eve with oh. like-minded people and it was just so beautiful, like, it wasn't about drinking. It mm -hmm. wasn't about, you know, staying up until midnight and everyone brought this beautiful gourmet food. Mm -hmm. And it was just about being in this judgment-free zone where anything could be talked about. And it was just so beautiful to mm -hmm. feel that space. That is beautiful. And you mm -hmm. are doing some pretty awesome things there. You've sent me a photo of what You've got going your backyard. It looks freaky, <laughs> but very fun. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing? Yeah, so we came this close to being flooded. So I live inside the levee wall in Grafton, and it was just this close to flooding. And it was very, very scary. And you'd stay up all night and people would put sand bags on the levee wall. And it was a very nerve-wracking time and it wasn't just once and our neighbour city Lismore got flooded really badly like everything was flooded so so badly and to see that and to feel that close to it happening here really brought 
deep triggers, deep fears up for people and they'd come into my clinic and even I was in fear. So Mm -hmm. I felt like apart from taking my constitutional remedy, (laughs) I felt like I needed to be empowered to do something more. Mm -hmm. And I came across this German telegram site about Organite Chembusters and how to build them. There was instructions on how to build them. And it said, this is how you can help with the, because they believe that the chemtrails in the skies Mm. create the rain or the weather to be so unpredictable. Mm. And so I thought if we all got to gather and made one and then you know, because one has like a radius of 50 kilometers. We just need one for the town and we could all feel safe. Mm. And so that's what we did. We raised the funds to build one and Mm -hmm. then we actually made two and one is sort of in South Grafton, one is in Grafton. And since we made them, it just feels like there's always sort of a blue hole above us where there's no rain or it just feels just so much safer just knowing that we've got that even if it's humbug it gives us sort of that sense of we're doing Mm. something and so yeah that's sort of how it came about that's really cool when you sent me that photo I'm like wow this thing looks really cool very intriguing for sure and like you say at the end of the day as long as it makes you feel better, and I'm sure it does work. I've heard a lot about organites. I'm certainly not a professional in the field. A client of mine is always bringing me organized whenever he comes for his consult. But at the end of the day, if that's one thing that you can put to the side that you're not worried about, then that energy, your energy is going to change because you're not stressing about that. So exactly, that I think is, exactly. Yeah, at least you're feeling like you're doing something. I think that's what it all comes down to every exactly. single time. Feeling empowered, feeling that you have done what you can to make a difference. That's a mm. very empowering feeling. And so we've had the Kembaster in our garden now for nearly a year. And so now I want to take one of the quartz crystals as like the chemtrail remedy or the mm. chembuster remedy. So mm. doing it, are you going to do an immersion of that? Yes. So, oh, yes. A beautiful. Yes. That's very exciting. You should get hold of Peter mm. Tamanello and have a chat with him about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Aisha, have you got any cases that you want to share with us? Yes. So just recently I had one of my clients and she was very sort of distraught and felt so unworthy. And there was a lot of feeling of this, I don't deserve to be here. I don't have anything to account for in my life. What am I even doing here? And it was like she had strains of all different kinds of like kingdoms. So Mm -hmm. she had this like sensations from the plant kingdom sensations Mm. from the mineral kingdom and sensations from the animal kingdom Mm -hmm. and in sort of the teachings that I have learned it's sort of if you have all of those three and can't decide then you have to look outside of the box Mm. and so I came to a rutilated smoky quartz which is in that new materia medica book Mm, yes And it really felt like that was spot on. That's exactly Mm. what it was talking about, this feeling of unworthiness. And then she said, no, no, this remedy doesn't work for me. It was horrible. She came back and she was just so distraught about it and felt like 
I'm just too sensitive. Every I'm mm. taking on all this negative energy and I'm just too sensitive to everything. And she said, I get the picture I need. I need a yellow flower. And I said, okay, well, oversensitivity, it sounds to me like from the family where the pulsatilla flower is in, the mm. ranunculaceae family. So we looked up the yellow flowers there and she was like, no, no, it's pulsatilla. I know it's pulsatilla. So I was like, okay, we'll take pulsatilla. And then the other day I felt like, no, really, the one I really want to give her, the one that really fits both aspects mm. is actually the white chestnut flower because that has also this, I really am in love with this one. It says it's like the arnica of the heart ah. and it has that oversensitivity in it and that feeling overly anxious. And it also is about the loss of innocence and being affected by any sort of surgery or anything mm. to do with the womb and she had a really horrible experience mm. in that area and it's like anything to do in that area it's like yes this is the remedy for mm. her this white chestnut flower so I'm 100% sure that this is mm. the right one for her oh mm. that's also in the new materia medica book from exactly yeah the, i have seen it there yes yes that's Beautiful. right oh, yes that's yes. exciting well you have to keep us updated on that and let us know how that yes goes. i will yeah. <laughs> so ayesha is there any final message that you want to leave our listeners with and how can they get hold of you okay so my final message is that we need more homeopaths we need more home prescribers because the world is changing and I think that there's room for more homeopaths, even mm. in a small town like Grafton. I am so busy and I'm sure you are too where you are in Perth. Mm. I think, yes, we should really encourage people to study homeopathy mm. or be home prescribers. Every little bit helps. It feels so exciting to live in these times of change where we can see that homeopathy is just becoming so much bigger and so much mm. out there in the mm. world. And you are part of this. Ah, <laughs> You are bringing this to the world. I'm so inspired by you. And I think you are just amazing what you do. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm in my little echo chamber where I hang out with people who like homeopathy. So I just pretend that everyone <laughs> likes homeopathy. So I really feel that as well, because it's not just me that say that homeopaths around the world are all saying that they cannot keep up. And the homeopathic pharmacies are all saying that they cannot keep up with the demand. So it must not just be me that feels that way. Actually, every all the homeopaths are saying that and the pharmacies are saying that. So there's really a change in the air. I'm so glad that you're so busy. Mm. And, and I'm so glad that you've got such a great community going there, because that really is how we're going to really lift homeopathy and bring it to the masses exactly. if we get together. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please, can you tell our listeners and how they can get hold of you as well? Well, I have got a website at aishabeckman.com.au and I also have a Facebook page called Health Happiness Homeopathy. Oh. And <laughs> on Instagram, I'm in, on Instagram too as Aisha Beckman. Mm, wonderful and we'll have that all in the show notes if people want to get hold of you and are you still taking on new clients 
Yes, I am. Oh, oh, excellent. And you can do Zoom all across the world. Exactly. Yes, easy peasy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Fantastic. It's lovely to get to chat with you and speak with you soon. Yes. All right. Have a good evening. Bye.